Hello, TSF family. We wanted to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your hard work to love yourself more and for your feedback. Can you believe it's been three years that we've been doing this spiritual fix and it has been such a beautiful labor of love for Anna and me. We have loved doing this work. We've loved hearing from you and we love exploring ourselves and each other alongside our listeners. We wanted to put out the call for three ways that you can help support us to support you. One, we would love you to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Two, drop us an email and let us know how much the podcast means to you. And three, you can donate monthly or even just once to our PayPal patronage. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful to those of you who have donated already. Thank you. You help make this podcast possible. Thanks, y'all. You can go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for information on how to pledge as well as to email us. This Spiritual Fix presents TSF Shorts. A potluck of preludes between episodes. Just when you thought things couldn't get strange enough, Anna and I are on vacation this week, and we were guided to have a excerpt of different poetry that we channeled the selection of, This will be done in a relaxing style, so this can also be used as a bedtime treat. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful rowdy prisoners. Hafiz. Polishing the Mirror by Rumi. When Abu Bakr met Muhammad, he said, this is not a face that lies. Abu Bakr was one whose bowl has fallen from the roof. There's no hiding the fragrance that comes from an ecstatic. A polished mirror cannot help reflecting. Muhammad once was talking to a crowd of chieftains, princes with great influence, when a poor blind man interrupted him. Muhammad frowned and said to the man, Let me attend to these visitors. There is a rare chance, whereas you are already, my friend. We'll have ample time. Then somebody nearby said, That blind man may be worth a hundred kings. Remember the proverb, Human beings are minds. World power means nothing. Only the unsayable, jeweled inner life matters. Muhammad replied, Do not think that I am concerned with being acknowledged by these authorities. If a beetle moves towards rose water, it proves that the solution is diluted. Beetles love dung, not rose essence. If a coin is eager to be tested by the touchstone, that coin itself may be a touchstone. A thief loves the night. I am the day. I reveal essences. A calf thinks God is a cow. A donkey's theology changes when someone new pets it and gives what it wants. I'm not a cow or thistles for camels to browse on. People who insult me are only polishing the mirror. An excerpt from Siddhartha by Hermann Hess. I will remain by this river, thought Siddhartha. It is the same river which I crossed on my way to town A friendly ferryman took me across. I will go to him. My path once led from his hut to a new life which is now old and dead. 
May my present path, my new life, start from here. He looked lovingly into the flowing water, into the transparent green, into the crystal lines of its wonderful design. He saw bright pearls rise from the depths, bubbles swimming in, on the mirror, sky blue reflected in them. The river looked at him with a thousand eyes, green, white, crystal, sky blue. How he loved this river, how it enchanted him, how grateful he was to it. In his heart he heard the newly awakened voice speak, and it said to him, Love this river. Stay by it. Learn from it. Yes, he wanted to learn from it. He wanted to listen to it. It seemed to him that whoever understood this river and its secrets would understand much more, many secrets, all secrets. An excerpt from Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Rise, O days, from your fathomless deeps. Rise, O day, from your fathomless deeps, till you, loftier, fiercer, sweep. Long for my soul, hungering gymnastic, I devoured what the earth gave me. Long I roamed the woods of the north, long I watched Niagara pouring. I'd traveled the prairies and slept on their breast. I'd crossed the Nevadas, I'd crossed the plateaus. I ascended the towering rocks along the Pacific, I'd sailed out to sea. I'd sailed through the storm. I was refreshed by the storm. I'd watched with joy the threatening maws of the waves. I'd marked the white combs where they careered so high, curling over. I heard the wind piping. I saw the black clouds. Saw from below what arose and mounted. Oh, superb. Oh, wild as my heart and powerful. Heard the continuous thunder as it bellowed after the lightning. Noted the slender and jagged threads of lightning, as sudden and fast amid the din they chased each other across the sky. These, and such as these, I elate, saw, saw with wonder, yet pensive and masterful. All the menacing might of globe arisen around me, yet there with my soul I fed, I fed content, supercilious. T'was well, O soul, t'was a good preparation you gave me. Now we advanced our latent and ampler hunger to fill. Now we go forth to receive what the earth and the sea never gave us. Not through the mighty woods we go, but through the mightier cities. Something for us is pouring now, more than Niagara pouring. Torrents of men, sources and rills of the northwest, are you indeed inexhaustible? What to pavements and homesteads here? What were those storms of the mountains and sea? What passions I witness around me today was the sea risen? Was the wind piping, the pipe of death under the black clouds? Lo, from deeps more unfathomable, something more deadly and savage. Manhattan rising, advancing with menacing fronts. Cincinnati, Chicago, unchained. What was that swell I saw on the ocean? Behold what comes here. How it climbs with daring feet and hands, how it dashes. How the true thunder bellows after the lightning. How bright the flashes of lightning. How democracy with desperate vengeful port strides on, shown through the dark by those flashes of lightning. Yet a mournful wail and low sob I fancied I heard through the dark in a lull of the deafening confusion. Thunder on, stride on, democracy, strike with vengeful stroke, and do you rise higher than ever yet, O days, O cities? Crash heavier, heavier yet, O storms. You have done me good. My soul, prepared in the mountains, absorbs your immortal strong nutriment. Long had I walked my cities, my country roads through farms only half satisfied, one doubt nauseous, 
undulating like a snake, crawled on the ground before me, continually preceding my steps, turning upon me oft, ironically hissing low. The cities I loved so well I'd abandoned and left. I sped to the certainty suitable to me, hungering, hungering, hungering for primal energies and nature's dauntlessness. I refreshed myself with it only, I could relish it only. I waited the bursting forth of the pent fire on the water and the air I waited long. But now I no longer wait. I am fully satisfied. I am glutted. I have witnessed the true lightning. I have witnessed my city's electric. I have lived to behold man burst forth in warlike America rise. Hence I will seek no more the food of the northern solitary wilds, no more the mountains roam or sail the stormy sea. A Mouse and a Frog by Rumi A mouse and a frog meet every morning on the riverbank. They sit in a nook of the ground and talk. Each morning, the second they see each other, they open easily, telling stories and dreams and secrets, empty of any fear or suspicious holding back. To watch and listen to those two is to understand how, as it's written, sometimes when two beings come together, Christ becomes visible. The mouse starts laughing out a story he hasn't thought of in five years, and the telling might take five years. There's no blocking the speech flow river running all carrying momentum that true intimacy is. Bitterness doesn't have a chance with these two. The god messenger, Kidder, touches a roasted fish. It leaps off the grill, back into the water. Friend sits by friend, and the tablets appear. They read the mysteries off each other's foreheads. But one day the mouse complains. There are times when I want Sobet, and you're in the water jumping around where you can't hear me. We meet at this appointed time, but the text says lovers pray constantly. Once a day, once a week, five times an hour is not enough. Fish like we are need the ocean around us. Do camel bells say, let's meet back here Thursday night? Ridiculous. They jingle together continuously, talking while the camel walks. Do you pay regular visits to yourself? Don't argue or answer rationally. Let us die and dying reply. The Night Air by Rumi A man on his deathbed left instructions for dividing up his goods among three sons. He had devoted his entire spirit to these sons. They stood like cypress trees around him, quiet and strong. He told the town judge, Whichever of my son is laziest, give him all the inheritance. Then he died, and the judge turned to the three. Each of you must give some account of your laziness so I can understand just how you are lazy. Mystics are experts in laziness. They rely on it because they continuously see God working all around them. The harvest keeps coming in, yet they never even did the plowing. Come on, say something about the ways you are lazy. Every spoken word is a covering for the inner self. A little curtain flicks no wider than a slice of roast meat can reveal hundreds of exploding suns. Even if what is being said is trivial and wrong, the listener hears the source. One breeze comes from across a garden, another from across the ash heap. Think how different the voices of the fox and the lion and what they tell you. 
Hearing someone is lifting the lid off the cooking pot, you learn what's for supper, though some people can know just by the smell, a sweet stew from sour soup cooked with vinegar. A man taps a clay pot before he buys it to know by the sound if it has a crack. The eldest of the three brothers told the judge, I can know a man by his voice, and if he won't speak, I wait three days, and then I know him intuitively. The second brother, I know a man when he speaks, and if he won't talk, I strike up a conversation. But what if he knows that trick, asked the judge, which reminds me of the mother who tells her child, when you're walking through the graveyard at night and you see a boogeyman, run at it, and it will go away. But what, replies the child, if the boogeyman's mother has told it to do the same thing? Boogeymen have mothers too. The second brother had no answer. The judge then asked the youngest brother, What if a man cannot be made to say anything? How do you learn his hidden nature? I sit in front of him in silence and set up a ladder made of patience. And if in his presence a language from beyond joy and beyond grief begins to pour from my chest, I know that his soul is as deep and bright as the star canopus rising over Yemen. And so when I start speaking, a powerful right arm of words sweeping down, I know him from what I say and how I say it, because there's a window open between us, mixing the night air of our beings. The youngest was, obviously, the laziest. He won. And remember... Humility, gratitude, acceptance, done. Hello, TSF family. It's Christina here. In our journey of self-discovery, Anna and I have explored numerous tools and processes, just as many of you have during this TSF journey with us. The community of beautiful souls we've connected with both energetically and in reality is truly awe-inspiring. Thank you for being a part of it. Now, I invite you to join me this fall in 2023 for my Zoom course, Redeeming Your Inner Villain Transformation Circle. Over the past year, I've channeled and undergone a transformational journey in redeeming my inner villainy, which I'll talk about later this season. But we'll be shifting in this course our perspective to recognize our role in villainizing the aspects of ourselves that perpetuate the drama triangle, both internally and externally. This process has enabled me to unravel and love parts of myself that once villainized, my neurodivergence, my maladaptive behaviors, among other things. Embark on this journey of self-love with me. I'm currently offering free 30-minute exploration calls for those interested in this opportunity or who just want to catch up. Visit www.chriswilsey.com and click begin my quest to schedule your call. And remember, our TSF family receives a special 10% discount on this course when you choose to sign up. Join me in redeeming your inner villain and embracing self-love like never before. Don't miss this chance to transform your perspective and your life. Visit www.chriswiltsy.com today. Thanks, y'all. Let me tell y'all a riddle. There are four girls and four apples in a basket. Every girl takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How is this possible? The answer... One girl took the basket. She took the last apple while it was in the basket. Sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift. This is my specialty, y'all, and I am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace, purpose, and most importantly, perspective. In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, Book a free call with me at www.chriswilsey.com forward slash discover.